Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Telegram, as well as on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Again, that is Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Now, on to the episode. Lies. Let's talk about how lies from a completely biased media got us to this point in our republic's history. Besides our public, I mean government education system as an institution being a huge contributor to the downfall of our constitutional republic, another contributor of equal impact would be our so-called free press. Before you get outraged about how I am a fascist and want to do away with a free press and the First Amendment, just listen to the entire podcast. One of the things you will take away from this podcast is that we have a very limited free press in our nation right now. I have found, along with many other people, that you have to search the internet and most often go to foreign news sites to gather unbiased news stories about what is happening in the United States. You have to do this because you cannot find them on any of the domestic mainstream news organizations in this country. This is a huge problem. That is not saying there are not domestic news sites that contain unbiased reporting, but they do not show up high on a majority of the search engines used while surfing the internet. Why is that? Well, because they, the news media, and major internet technology and social media companies have an agenda. It is a well-hidden agenda, but it is there nonetheless. Because they don't come right out and tell us that their intent is to silence us or spoon-feed us the information they approve of, but their actions show that they are doing just that. They work together to limit the information you see as well as the information you try to share. That is, or should be, quite apparent to everybody by now. If it isn't apparent to you, are you living under a rock? Because it is obvious if you use social media, surf the internet, or watch cable news. If you are a regular listener, you know that I gather a lot of information from many different sources on the internet as well as social media. The information I find, or attempt to find, would be readily available if the searches weren't suppressed. We have all heard of the phrase, lie by omission, but there is now, with the advent of technology and filters, algorithms, fact checkers, misinformation labels, something we can now call, or label, lie by suppression. The facts are out there, and enterprising journalists and news organizations can easily find it, But the information we often look for here in the United States is either hidden by algorithms or other such methods to prevent you and I from seeing it. And with our current attention span of about 10 minutes, the search engine providers know that you will not scroll through page after page after page of search results when you are looking for a particular piece of information, especially if it runs counter to their narrative or doesn't conform to the messaging they want you to see. In other words, they, much like the government, bank on the apathy and laziness of the American electorate. 
I'm glad to see that there's a lot more persistence to people's quest for information in our current political environment. But is it too little? Too late? Of course, time will only tell. Will enough people out there be persistent in sifting through the lies the media is telling us, through their lying by suppression, in time to prevent the big snap and resolve this crisis of an out-of-control government through the electoral process? By the way, I think I want to coin that term right now. Lie by suppression. Nifty, huh? All right. Our national news media and technology companies are lying by suppression, hiding the truth under layers of advertisements and other search results that bear no resemblance to the information we are searching for. Or they label social media posts as debunked by their so-called independent fact-checkers. They will also do their best to hide photos or videos saying it promotes violence or some other such nonsense. In our current society, with gratuitous sex and violence shown in commercials for clothing and movies, anything the public sees in those is vastly more horrible than, say, a picture of the KKK, which was the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party, lynching people during the Civil Rights era. So an actual historical picture that depicts facts to social media companies is deemed more harmful than the crap that is blasted at us in commercials on the television and ads on the internet. Why? Again, you always have to ask the why. The why is that the truth needs to be hidden because it exposes their preferred candidate or political party for the true monsters they are. They will also label social media posts and news articles as quote-unquote missing context on information that doesn't support their point of view or their preferred politician's point of view. We'll talk a bit about that later, but just remember that phrase, missing context. I believe it is safe to say right now that any time a social media company slaps that label on an individual's post or a news article or any other bit of information, you can count on the original content of that post containing more truth than they would like to omit. The biggest social media company in the world started using their so-called fact-checkers after the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Gee, I wonder why. Is it because the candidate they propped up and supported lost the election? Is it because, contrary to their stated reason, that people were actually using the internet and social media to counter the decades of misinformation that these technology companies and news media organizations had been forcing down our collective throat? Probably, huh? The people were actually using the largest social media site on the planet to share information about the outsider that was going to upset the balance of power that the usurpers in Washington, D.C. had enjoyed for many years. Questions to ponder, and we need to take action on in the future. Before we move on, I would like to pause for a word from a supporter of this podcast. Mrs. A.J. DePriest is the director of Proposal Logic. Proposal Logic is a woman-owned, minority-owned small business located just outside Nashville, Tennessee, serving federal contractors with proposal management and technical writing expertise. Since 2011, A.J. has served more than 150 federal contractors on proposals for more than 200 federal agencies. While average win rates for federal proposal developers rest around 35%, 
AJ finished 2020 with an astounding 100% win rate for her clients. So stop losing conventionally and start winning unconventionally. If you are a federal contractor and you are ready to win government contracts, contact AJ at 615-474-2123. Again, that is 615-474-2123. Or you can email her at AJ at ProposalLogic.com. Again, that is AJ at ProposalLogic.com. P-R-O-P-O-S-A-L-O-G-I-C dot com. Back to lies. Let's talk that quote-unquote missing context and lying by suppression that made a blip in the national conscious last week. It had to do with a dementia-riddled child sniffer, usurper in chief Joe Biden, performing one of the most dreaded duties the commander-in-chief of the armed forces has to perform while in office. It was at the dignified transfer of the remains of many of the service members killed in Afghanistan a couple of weeks ago. We have already discussed the failures that led up to that, and they do not just belong to Harry Legs Biden. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. But back to the dignified transfer ceremony. That is actually what it is called. I do not envy anybody that has to be in that position or be a part of that ceremony. I actually had to do an official notification of a death to the family of one of the sailors that served on the ship I was the command master chief on. It was hard, but nowhere near as hard or as painful as what was being experienced by the sailors' family members. I remember the commanding officer, myself, and the casualty assistance calls officer, or CACO for short, pulling up to the family's house, and we did not know what to expect. Overwhelming grief by the family is what it all boiled down to. I will not go into everything that was said to and about us during that time of high emotion, and I do not hold any grudges against the family for the beliefs they stated. And I'm also sure that we don't know everything that was said and done during the dignified transfer ceremony, but it most likely exceeded what is being reported by the media in addition to the Gold Star family members that were present at the dignified transfer of the remains of their service members last week. As the representatives for the U.S. Navy in the situation I was in, as well as being the leadership team for that individual sailor, the commanding officer and I made sure that we conducted ourselves with the dignity and respect required of the situation and did not bring any dishonor to the sailor, the sailor's family, or the Navy during this time when emotions were high much like the president is supposed to do as the commander-in-chief of the service members that lost their lives on his watch, due directly to his decisions and actions, as well as the decisions and actions of his subordinates in the chain of command. Which brings us to the main point of this segment and how the media lies by suppression, as well as lying by omission. If you paid attention to some reports in the media last week of the commander-in-chief's actions prior to and during that ceremony, you would be correct to be angry as well as shocked at his behavior. Checking his watch multiple times during the dignified transfer, as if he had better places to be than to be presiding over the ceremony that is only taking place because of his failure of leadership. As with anything to do with the president's schedule, or or the schedule of any VIP for that matter, it is scripted or choreographed almost down to the second. There are people tasked with the timing of events and of keeping everything on schedule. 
No matter my personal feelings about the man, the office of the President of the United States of America has duties and responsibilities to fulfill, in addition to presiding over such a solemn ceremony. That is why everything, and I mean everything, is scripted. Very little is left to chance with regards to the schedule of events. In fact, there is no reason for the President of the United States to wear a watch for anything other than a fashion accessory. While he does have input in the planning and scheduling of events, once they are in progress, there are multiple other people assigned to handle the clock, so to speak. So for the dementia-riddled child sniffer to be checking his watch during the transfer, it can be boiled down to a few things, none of which includes the fact that he is in charge of the schedule. The first reason, of course, is his onset of dementia. He didn't realize where he was and that it was completely inappropriate to check his watch. I'm sure he is quite used to a scheduled medication and that was the reason for his checking of his watch. Confusion brought on by the change in his medication schedule. If that is the case, he has zero business serving in his current position. The second reason is just complete callousness to anything and everything that has to do with the position of being President of the United States. We were experiencing a Lord Farquaad moment, in other words, you know, from that Disney film Shrek. He's a corrupt old man with aspirations of being a king instead of a president. In this case, it is definitely more imperative that he no longer be allowed to serve in that position. This brings to mind a quote from Octavia Butler in her book, Parable of the Talents. And here's the quote. Choose your leaders with wisdom and forethought. To be led by a coward is to be controlled by all that the coward fears. To be led by a fool is to be led by the opportunists who control the fool. To be led by a thief is to offer up your most precious treasures to be stolen. To be led by a liar is to ask to be told lies. To be led by a tyrant is to sell yourself and those you love into slavery. While Ms. Butler primarily wrote science fiction, that quote applies to us and our national leadership today. Sleepy Joe is a coward, fool, thief, liar, and tyrant. We are being controlled by his fears, led by the opportunists that cheated to get him elected. His actions lead to our most precious treasures, the youth of our nation that serve in the military, he is the commander-in-chief of, be stolen from us through his ineptitude. He tells multiple lies that are often covered up by an enabling media. He and his political party, with assistance from oath-breaking members of the GOP, are selling us into perpetual debt bondage. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. 
Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Roads area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. All right, let's get back to the ceremony, though, and the lies by suppression. The lies by the media of Dementia Joe's actions of checking his watch ended up being labeled as missing context. After photos went viral last week where the usurper in chief was checking his watch during the ceremony, a quote-unquote journalist for USA Today by the name of Daniel Funky or Funk labeled the claim misleading. Why? I mean, the photos speak for themselves, right? What possible reason would there be for any journalist to describe what we could all actually see with our own eyes as misleading? You know the why. Because the media, filled with so-called journalists, will do whatever is required to prop up the child-sniffing geriatrics' public image. We don't actually see photographs of him checking his watch during the ceremony. Mr. Funk, or Funky, is actually living up to his name. His explanation is funky. It stinks. He initially said it was misleading because he reported that Sleepy Joe really checked his watch after the ceremony was over. He actually wrote that Biden checked his watch, but he did so after the ceremony had ended. This is despite the Gold Star family members present that noted that he checked his watch multiple times during the ceremony. Wait a minute, I thought disparaging Gold Star family members was absolutely off limits. Remember the media relentlessly went after President Trump when he quote-unquote disparaged the Gold Star family members of U.S. Army Captain Khan? Heck, the usurper-in-chief even nominated Captain Khan's father, Kazir, to a religious freedom post in the federal government just a couple of months ago. Yet here is the usurper himself dishonoring the dignified transfer of remains ceremony with Gold Star family members present, and the media is rushing to his defense, disparaging those same Gold Star family members. Of course, when the video of the ceremony was released, it was shown that what the Gold Star family members reported about Dementia Joe checking his watch was true, at least three times. USA Today now changes the label from misleading to missing context. They say it's missing context because both President Trump and President Biden honored them, but in different ways. Trump gave a salute and Biden placed his hand over his heart. It has nothing to do with checking his watch. Really? This is the missing context? Not the fact that Biden showed utter disrespect by checking his watch? At least three times, according to the USA Today's missing context fact check, while the remains of our Marines and sailors were being transferred. Is that an example of a press free from bias? Absolutely not. It is the communication or propaganda department for one political party in complete disregard for their duty and responsibility to report news, not make up stories or provide cover for a preferred politician. Also, how about this lie? Straight from the geriatric ward escapee himself. This past Thursday, on the 2nd of September, 
In a meeting with Jewish leaders, Old Sleepy Joe told another whopper, one for which nearly every major news outlet and social media site will give him a pass once again. You know, the old line, that's just Joe being Joe. During the meeting with these leaders in the Jewish community, Old Sleepy Joe talks about how he remembers spending time at the Tree of Life Synagogue after the mass shooting that occurred there in 2018. The problem with that is that Joe Biden has not visited that synagogue, not even once during the time between the shooting and today. Of course, the White House had to quote-unquote clarify the president's remarks after somebody conducted a case of accidental journalism to see if Biden had ever been to the Tree of Life Synagogue. The official word from the White House is that President Biden was talking about a phone call he had with the Tree of Life's rabbi almost a year after the event, in July 2019. So just to clear the air, I'm going to quote the... uh, ice cream connoisseur's exact words. He said, and I quote, I remember spending time at the, you know, going to the, you know, the Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with the just, it's just as amazing these things are happening, happening in America, unquote. Now that right there is just one of the many outright lies the usurper-in-chief has told. And how is it being reported? Of course, when caught telling us such a blatantly obvious lie, news outlets like CNN are even fact-checking it as false. CNN does its best to go along with a White House story, though, about how Biden meant that he was referring to a phone call. I gave you all the exact quote, and it specifically mentions visiting the Tree of Life synagogue, not calling the rabbi there. Why? Why not call him out for this lie? and the many lies he has told for his years living off the taxpayer's dime. Well, that's not exactly true, though, either, is it? Nobody really knows how much the 10% for the big guy has netted Dementia Joe over the course of his political career. But he is living in a taxpayer-funded and maintained residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and enjoys all the perks that go along with serving in that office, all of which are paid for by us, the taxpayers. These lies that have kept him in political office for decades and three previous failed attempts at running for president. Campaigns where he plagiarized speeches from foreigners. Heck, even his campaign slogan for the 2020 election of quote-unquote Build Back Better was stolen from the United Nations. That title comes from the United Nations Climate Change Initiative launched in April 2020. How's that for originality, folks? He had to repeat a class from his first year of law school at Syracuse University because he committed plagiarism during the class. The old child sniffer-in-chief has not really had an original thought during his entire political career. Kind of scary, isn't it? It informs us that even now, whatever is coming out of the Oval Office is nothing original. He is really just a puppet president. What would be interesting to know, though, is the identity of the puppet master. It could be any number of people. It could be the fundamentally transformative President Obama, or even the degenerate Hillary Clinton, or George Soros. With the current state of journalism in our country, we may never know, though. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast. 
Litton Leadership and Management Consulting is a veteran-owned and operated consulting company based out of Sevierville, Tennessee, with a local, national, and global reach. At Linton Leadership and Management Consulting, we provide leadership, human performance, and management consulting services, as well as coaching to companies of any size on methods to improve performance in their organizations. One-on-one coaching and mentoring is available to all individuals at any level of your organization. Additionally, large and small group seminars can be conducted. In these seminars, information on leadership tactics and techniques is shared, best practices discussed, and team building exercises are conducted all of which serve to highlight methods on ways to increase the team's and the individual's performance. You can email the show to get the conversation started on exploring ways that we can work together to improve your team's performance. A significant discount will be offered to any Sevier County, Tennessee businesses. Lies. Told by the protected class of politicians. The new aristocracy the usurpers of liberty, spreading these lies for generations now. Lies told by the institution responsible for providing truth and facts. Lies told and enabled by a media with a political preference, an agenda of aligning with and carrying one political party to power so they can share a seat at the table and help to further erode our liberty so they can stay in power. Do you see now that we do not have a free press in our republic any longer? Laws and judicial decisions have further entrenched them in their position that was definitely not envisioned by the founding fathers. Our framers gave us the protections for a free press so they can expose the secrets of government and keep the people informed. Hugo Black, a former liberal Supreme Court justice, Stated without a free press, there can be no free society. All of the original 13 colonies contained articles in their constitutions protecting a free press, calling it, among other things, the greatest bulwark of liberty. What happens, though, when the press lies by omission or lies by suppression? What happens to our liberty when the institution responsible for exposing the secrets of government and informing the people, decide which secrets to keep and which information to share or not share. What happens to our liberty when the institution that enjoys constitutional protections lies to the free people it is supposed to have at the heart of their best interests? Do they, the no longer free press, then actually become the enemies of liberty? Yes. Yes, they do. There are ways to correct their behavior while not abridging or limiting a free press. First, they can be held accountable by we the people. Whenever it is proven they have bias or that they are lying, especially in their fact-checking, people need to demand that they lose their position of influence in what is supposed to be an entity of the free press. If enough of us quit complaining about it amongst ourselves and just pointing it out to each other, and in fact demand their employers terminate their employment, it is possible the ownership of said institution will take notice and work to protect their bottom line of profit. So, like me, I encourage you all to write to the editors and owners of news organizations that enable this type of behavior from their so-called journalists. Often, 
flood their mailboxes. Encourage all of your like-minded friends and family to do the same. Maybe that'll get their attention. Then, of course, we could go with the legal action. We need to push our state's legislatures to enact bills that identify biased news reporting as in-kind political contributions and that they must come with a disclaimer claiming as such or face fines and penalties. Much like our government has used money against us, we need to make it financially painful for news organizations and social media sites that have a political bias pay for it. These social media companies have contributed millions of dollars working against just one political party or a political ideology for far too long while reaping the benefits of being a supposedly neutral organization. We need to start hitting their wallets. There are people that are starting to wake up, and it is refreshing. A recent Zogby poll showed that 20% of Biden voters regret casting their vote for the dementia ward escapee. And this poll was even taken before the Afghanistan debacle, so I imagine those numbers are even worse now. You can test that theory by seeing if news of lowering poll numbers or a larger percentage of his voters regretting their vote ever makes it public. If you do not hear about it post-Afghanistan, you don't hear about those numbers worsening, it is because it is, and our biased news organizations and social media sites will do their best to suppress that news, that lying by suppression. 20% of 81 million voters, totally believable number, right? Equals more than 16 million voters who want their votes back. Imagine that. That 20% regret is only after the failures of this administration that the media cannot hide. Imagine if our news organizations would actually invest time, money, and effort into reporting facts. I could tell you we would not be in this position now. In fact, our country would be in a much better place if our news organizations, the free press as an institution, actually performed their constitutionally protected jobs instead of becoming the propaganda wing of one political party. Before we close the show, I'd like to leave you with this from God's Word, Colossians 3, 9. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices. We have to ensure that not only do we not lie to each other, but also work to make sure that the institutions that are responsible for providing facts and truth are held to that same standard. We cannot tolerate an organization that will lie to us in order to further the agenda of only one political party. Our news organizations, along with social media sites and technology companies, need to be pushed, pulled, or dragged into doing the right thing. If not, I fear they will face the consequences of their own doing at the hands of people that have had enough of their liberties being eroded. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Revelly, it's time to wake up.